It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show, where we talk about everything that you need to know going on around the world, around the block, and in our city and in our country. On the line for us right now is John Chachis. He is a founder and a managing partner of Methuselah Advisors. He's a, it's a financial advisory firm specializing in media and digital content. John Chachis, thank God, Mayor Adams resisted the, the call for more masking, and you even have some people talking about more lockdowns because of COVID. I mean, what would that do to our economy that's already struggling? Oh. Oh, boy. I mean, I was thrilled to see him actually exercise some some rational judgment. I mean, all you have to do is look at midtown Manhattan, where two thirds of offices are empty, where uh, people are still walking around outdoor with a mask on, which makes no sense. Um, I mean, there's just all kinds of repercussions from the prior COVID policies that are still a hangover on the recovery of this city. And uh What's amazing is instead of looking at the statistics, how many people are hospitalized, how many people are dying from this disease, there's all kinds of COVID cases, many, many COVID cases. In fact, I suspect that will go on for a very, very long time if you look at what the experts in epidemiology you know, and virology say. But the idea of telling everybody, stop going to your office, stop attending events in the city, what a disaster, a total catastrophe for the fabric of the city. Well, let's get well, at the same time you're on. Let's get Dr. Mark Siegel on. Is Mark Siegel on too? Mark Siegel, doctor. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, you know what happened? The also, control room is screwing up again. What happened with my daughter's school? By the way, so she's only five years old. They said, "Oh, she came in contact with someone who has COVID. We want her to stay home for two weeks." I said, two weeks? That's not even the CDC guidelines." And meanwhile, I've got like all the tests kind of stacked up on top of my refrigerator. And then they came back and they said it was five days. I mean, in this day and age, I have to ask you, John Chachis, where we know that COVID more than likely people survive. We got all the therapeutics. We got all the testing, and people are. Vaccinated, I kind of feel like it's it's getting silly that we're having people stay home that are perfectly healthy, asymptomatic for weeks uh, at a time. Look, it's absurd. It's absurd. And, 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 and fundamentally, what we know about the virus and we know about who's at risk, and this is well documented across the country, frankly, across the globe, people who are at risk, people who have preexisted conditions um, and who know that if they catch this are going to are, are going to really suffer ought to be really, really careful. They ought not go into places where they're going to be in close contact with lots and lots of people. They ought to wear a mask. They should wear a mask. But the rest of society sort of needs to go back to living. And the fact is the vast, vast, vast majority of people that are, ca- that are catching this virus, I, I had it. Didn't even know I had it. I mean I, I sort of felt crappy. Two weeks later went to a doctor said, yeah, you have antibodies. You had COVID. I didn't even know. And there's literally thousands and thousands of people in this city that are probably walking around. But what are we going to do? shut down the entire economy and shut down the entire society. It's nuts. Dr. Siegel just joined us on the line. Dr. Siegel, we were just talking before our little technical difficulty there about how it's kind of getting a little absurd at this point that if someone tests positive for COVID, they got to stay home from work or school for a week or two weeks. Uh, Should it at this point, we we can probably live with it. What do you think, Dr. Siegel? I spoke about it this morning to a visionary named Stuart Varney, who was saying the same thing, but he went a step further than me, as he always does. And here's what I want to say. Yes, there's a reason for home testing still. 
And by the way, the home testing companies must be making out like bandits. So maybe maybe uh, that'll be John Casamitidi's next venture. I mean, I don't know. Well, he like, owns you know, everything but, in New- he, he owns everything in New York already. John Chatch is my investment banker, so I look to him. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's right. That's what you get. You're, that's what makes you a genius is that you ask for other geniuses' opinions. But here's the thing: I think there's a value. If you get sick, you know why? Because I may give you Paxlovid. I may give you a, a treatment, and I like that. I like to know who actually has COVID so I can treat. Also, if you're in an area with someone at high risk, I might want to test them if they're exposed. But the point you're making, Lydia, which I agree with, is if you go out on the street, you may be even more likely to get it than getting it in your own house. So why would you quarantine people because they're exposed? It makes no sense at all. Because the, you say, okay, you're quarantined, but what does that mean? It, it the chances of catching it in a household where someone else has it is only about one in three. So if you're careful and, you know, that's archaic at this point in the, in the pandemic to be sticking people away from work for 10 days or seven days or five, even five days when you can do a rapid test and go about your business. I completely agree with that. I think we're overusing testing and overusing quarantining. I have one other question. So you look, so you look at the, you look at the implications to, young people who can't go to school or can't do the normal things that they would do at their age. You look at businesses in Manhattan that have instituted this come for two days or come for three days a week. And I keep looking for what the logic is for these policies because the collateral damage of all of that in terms of small businesses that have nobody you know, walking down the side streets to a pizza parlor or to a restaurant, I mean the damage to the fabric of the city relative to the benefit of the policy is, is just – it's incredible that we're still talking about it, frankly. I agree. And I, I said that from the beginning. I, I thought the word collateral damage applied to lockdowns from the beginning. And the only people that profited off of it were the rats in the city. See how big they got, how fat they got from, from <laughs> sure all the did. garbage that went uncollected on the side streets? God knows those must be the best unions in town that, 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 <laughs> you know, that, that cover the people that were collecting our garbage. But the point is, you know, I'm not being too humorous here, but the point is that the collateral damage has been enormous. And it's the middle guy that gets hit. And, and people that don't have any money because because rich people can work from home people what, what about people that were that were shut down with kids from school that, that were closed and couldn't go to work at all it's gentlemen, incredible gentlemen it's, uh, it's richard weinberg i have to tell you i think on the economics if we have another another big shutdown it's going to be a catastrophe for this economy okay i think on the mental health issues i think dr siegel is absolutely correct and I think both of you are correct about the loss of educational opportunities and social integration opportunities by locking people away. If we want to kill this country, we do another shutdown. It makes no sense at all. What they keep saying, follow the science. John Chachis, I'll let you um, answer that. And, of course, Dr. Siegel, John, John Chachis, do you feel like they're even following the science anymore at no, this point? No, this is, this, is, this, is, this is so far away from follow the science. I mean, let's look at the statistics about states that were – uh, that were far different in their approach to lockdowns, red states, if you will, Utah, uh, Florida, Texas. There's, there's not one scintilla of statistical data that suggests that the lockdown policies instituted in blue states like New Jersey and New York you know, and, and some others did a bit of good in terms of improved numbers, in terms of how many people got the virus, were hospitalized, or died. Zero. There's not one scintilla of data. And all of those states, interestingly, that didn't go to those extremes, people are back, are back to living. Uh, we're almost out of time, but uh, Dr. Mark Siegel and uh, uh, investment banker uh, 
Uh, John Tratches, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, and, hey, John, if I'm locked down, I want it to be with you in this group. God, God bless you. I think you guys do a great job. And uh, in the studio with us, we only have one common sense Democrat. No Republicans. They took the day off. We, uh, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. Thank you. And Lydia Serrani, a common sense Albanian. Thank you so much. Independent. That's it. Independent. And, and uh, I love that. Let's hear that song. Truth, justice, justice and, and the American, American way. way. That's what Superman stood for, and that's what we stand for. We want truth, justice, and the American way. God bless New York. God bless New Jersey, Connecticut, and, and uh, God bless America. We need, we need a blessing. Thank you so much.